Revenue is the lifeblood of every successful business. Without it, your business will eventually cease to exist. On today's episode of Guaranteed to Grow, I've got a very special guest joining me to shed some light on the fundamentals of building your first sales organization. You're listening to Guaranteed to Grow, the podcast for entrepreneurs who are looking for actionable steps they can take to validate, test, launch, and scale their software idea. I'm your host, Patrick Parker, a serial entrepreneur and multi-million dollar business owner that's passionate about helping entrepreneurs just like you. Expect to hear topics that will help you grow and expand your business in innovative ways that you would have never considered before. Let's dive in. This is a guy that is a great friend of mine, uh, someone that I've known for over 20 years, someone that has worked with me closely within my business as the VP of sales, uh, and who also, as part of a, a entrepreneurial spirit, has stepped out on his own. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Patrick Micklewright onto the show. Patrick, how's it going? Thanks for having me, Pat. Good to see you. Absolutely. Thanks for uh, taking the time out of your busy day to, to come on here and shed some light on these topics. No problem. I love to do it. You know, I love talking business. You've known me for a long time, like you said. And uh, one thing that uh, it's hard to get me to stop talking about is business. So I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. So let's kind of dive right in. And, and if you would, just tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and your journey in software as a service from starting out as an entry level VSB account executive, uh, working with BombBomb to eventually transitioning to the VP of sales here at SaaS Partners, and then stepping out on your own as a, a SaaS founder and the, the CEO of the product that you launched, which is LinkBridge. Yeah, uh, it's, been a, it's been an amazing journey. Um, it's been about a five-year journey for me. I uh, uh, was living in Nashville, Tennessee. I just got married and um, had an insurance agency and was the insurance guy. So every time someone saw me, they turn around and start running. So, uh, it was a good business, but, uh, I got tired of doing that and being that guy. Um, no offense to any insurance agents out there, but, uh, I think that's a tongue in cheek joke that everybody gets. It's in that industry. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I, I had a recruiter to start uh, looking out for me because uh, I had a couple of friends that were in the SaaS industry and, uh, you know, they always, you know, were always telling me about the new products they had and, you know, everything I was working with was the same every day. So um, I've always been an entrepreneur, uh, you know, at heart and uh, got an offer as, for an entry level position um, at BombBomb, which is a video email marketing company um, in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And my wife was crazy enough to you know, <laughs> oblige and, and move to Colorado with me. Um, we had a one year old daughter at the time. And uh, so I, I started I just I just wanted to get a foot in the door. Um, that's kind of how I've been my whole life, you know. Just give me a chance at, at it, and, and I'll succeed. So, got my foot in the door um, as a VSB. You know, it was it was super cool. Some of my favorite sales time I've ever had is is uh you know when I was making the least amount of money uh, in the beginning. Uh, you know, it was like a, a sales floor. Um, you know, like a stock trader sales floor, stand up desks, yeah. uh, high energy. We had you know every time you made a sale, it was up on a big screen. So. Um, you know, got in at the, at the, at the ground level, uh, just started, you know, you know, you know, every meeting I went in, I'd be taking notes, learning from the marketing team, learning from the CEO when he talked and stuff like that. Um, so I, I really just wanted to learn the business and, uh, Bob Mom gave me the opportunity to do that. Uh, got promoted several times, uh, you know, champion of the year, salesman of the year, um, on president's club and stuff like that. Uh, it was fun to, to me. I was just doing zoom meetings, talking to people and we were selling a product that could help them. So, um, you know learned the whole business during that part, really every, every aspect of it, um, you know, gave my input, you know, sometimes when it wasn't asked in certain aspects of the business, uh, cause I was used to running my own business, but, um, 
yeah, learn learn the inside out of the of, you know the SaaS model itself and and the sales process there at BombBomb. So, um, and then you know as I was having success there, obviously uh, you and I met up at, at a dinner in Denver uh, one night for I think it was your brother's bachelor party. You just happened to be in town, um, you know, from Nashville, and we just started talking. And, and I, don't, I don't think you even knew that I was in uh, in the SaaS, you know, or, or any any software uh, sales at all because uh, we had, we had not talked for a couple of years. So. You know, once once you hired me uh, as VP of Sales, um, you know, my my vision went elsewhere. Obviously, we were building out sales organizations for several different companies uh, together. Um, but you know, watching you do what you do, um, you know, and me obviously being an entrepreneur at, at heart, uh, I was like, you know, looking for other ways that we could, uh, you know, make make ventures and help people and, and make money at the same time. So um, it's really just a progression of learning the industry, and until I felt comfortable enough to, you know, tell. One of my best friends. Yes, you can trust me with your business <laughs> on the sales side. Um, you know, obviously, thank you for that. But um, things are going great. Um, you know, and, and now that we just launched LinkBridge, uh, it's like starting all over again for me. So I'm doing demos. I'm, uh, you know, basically the the one employee as we get started up here. So I'm having a lot of fun with that. Uh, but yeah, so it's been a it's been a quick journey, of four or five years, but. I feel like I've learned a lot and uh, have a great grasp on the SaaS industry now. Awesome, and that that's something that I absolutely love and, and admire about your journey is that you literally started in the the trenches. So you can always say you started from the bottom, now you're here, right? And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know yeah. that that makes for uh, for a great story, and I, I know there's a lot of insight that I could probably extract around you know what it takes to actually climb the ladder, what skills, what training, what things were you know especially helpful in you in in terms of developing your skills and then obviously your, your professional development. But I, I do know BombBomb uh, bon very well. Obviously, I was uh, a customer there. Um, you actually sold it to me and it was um, something that was pretty incredible. It's a, a video marketing platform for anyone that doesn't know. But can you just talk for just a second for anyone that doesn't know about that product and, and you know what exactly it is and, and the impact that it made in the industry? Yeah, absolutely. So they basically built a, a video technology. I mean, they built it you know, it was out. You could send a video email before the iPhone was the first iPhone was out. So, um, you know, it's been around. The technology's been around for a little while. Obviously, it's gotten better. But um, yeah, they basically, you know, everybody in business inundated with whether it's LinkedIn or emails. These mass emails that go out to people trying to sell stuff. It's two paragraphs and somebody's signature line doesn't tell you anything about them. Um, and so, I mean, they basically, you know, back in the day, everything was face to face. It's it's one of those. Uh, genius ideas. That's the most simple idea. It's like if you can get your face in front of more people, I uh, usually can you know show, build trust faster, show them a little bit about yourself, you know, connect with them. And so instead of sending these two paragraph emails, they said, "Why can't we just send them a video?" Um, and so they made that happen. Uh, they had uh, great tracking with it, where you know if someone opened your email, you would know. If someone played your video, you'd know. So obviously, from a sales perspective, if you know it's the end of the quarter and uh, you're short of your, your quota and you're, you get a notification that one of your deals in the pipeline, watch your video twice. Like, you know, it's good to know that. Right. So that's just one example. Um, and, and they have automation as well. So, you know, always, you, you know, you don't want to automate too much, but uh, you can put some automation together with the videos. It's just not as spammy. You know, it's, it's a real person you see in. Uh, it's different from what you see every day. So it's, it's, it's a great product. Yeah, that's what I, I loved about it. I mean, obviously, I'm a, a big tech and data guy. So all the, the metrics and reporting and tracking behind it, you know, just uh, made me feel a certain way. 
but um, the personalization, right, and the and the reach, being able to stand out from the crowd, and great great things that they did there to kind of differentiate their product and, and innovate within that uh that industry. You mentioned something earlier yeah. in in talking a little bit about your your background, um, and then obviously transitioning now, being the the only salesperson right now for for Linkbridge, which you're currently building, and obviously you know I'm a and, and customer service <laughs> and wearing all the hats. That's right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Got to love entrepreneurship. I always tell people that it's it's not for everybody, but it really does take a certain type of individual to uh, to endure and and persevere in order to find uh, find success. But you mentioned something, yeah. you know, as you were kind of giving a little bit about your background, and, and obviously, you know, I'm a big fan of of founder led sales, uh, especially in the early days, which is is where you are now. You know, I think it's it's just absolutely critical for founders to be close to the sales process, especially in the beginning, so that you can just get that firsthand feedback um, from your prospective customers. So, you know, is, is that the same approach that you had in mind when you started out? Or is that something that, you know, due to, to, to lack of funding that you did or, or you know, for anyone that, that is looking at starting a business, you know, is that the recommendation that you make? I, I really do. And, and, you know, we could throw money at this business um, and, you know, get it started faster and hire people right away. Uh, we know we have a, you know, a viable product. So, um, you know, some people might look at it that way. My, me personally, I think that uh, the way the way that we're doing it right now, I'm doing it right now, um, is really a way to learn, you know, your business first. Um, and, and, you know, I can go into these Zoom meetings, they get on and they're like, oh, well, you're the CEO of the company. Why are you on this 15 minute Zoom meeting with me um, about a demo, right? And I, I'm I'm just wide open and honest with people. Um, you know, we're we started a new business. We have a viable product. The product's legit. Uh, we have a great training program that goes with it. Um, what else would you want in a company like this, right? right? And so I'm getting I'm getting feedback, and and I'm not like trying to sneak it out of people. Um, I'm being upfront with them. Like, what better way to learn what people want than to just look them in their eyes and ask them? Right. Um, and so, you know, you know, messages, if, if I had, you know, two salespeople getting those messages and, and send them to me, messages get diluted. Um, you know, I don't have to go back and watch hours of video like I used to do with looking at, you know, training people on sales calls, stuff like that. Um, it, it's it brings me back to my roots. So it's fun to me. Um, and now, obviously, uh, from a cost perspective, uh, I don't have to pay anybody to any commission if I'm selling everything right now. Uh, it's beneficial. But I mean, on that's not the reason why, you know, I mean, if if um, money was a problem and that was the only problem, we would go find some money and we put it in it and blow it up. Right. Like we, we basically wanted to make sure that we validated our ICP. Um, and so instead of guessing, I, I'm, I'm on every every one of those demos. And then with our new clients, we, we have you know regular meetings. Um, every two weeks, I give them my calendar, uh, which, you know, pretty soon it's going to have to stop. And we're going to have to hire some people for that because I don't have enough hours of the day. But, um, you know, you can validate your ICP by just asking people face to face and not trying to be uh, sit around a, a boardroom and say, I know I know more than everybody. I think it's this. I think it's that uh, I, I can just you know come to the table with my founders as well and say, this is what people are saying. This is what we need to do with our product or this is what we, marketing needs to do this. Right. So, um like I said, I, I like to keep things simple. It's not like rocket science. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not too you know proud to get on a demo and be, you know, like the, some people uh, might lose a lot of information. And I've experienced that with organizations I've, I've worked with where the, the CEOs and the CFOs and all that, like they're too good to do stuff like that, right? They have more important things to do. When re in reality, in my mind, I'm thinking I need to be in the trenches and talking to customers 
um, we can figure the other stuff out because most of the other stuff is technical stuff, right? Like uh, business functions, stuff like that. So, I mean, I will always, you know, I don't care if we grow to hundred million a year, I'm going to pop in on demos. I'm going to ask customers regularly um, and, and make sure that I'm communicating with the people that, that our product is. is and I think that's so important. And you, you touched on a couple of things in there that I think are such valuable leadership lessons too. You know, you talk about the, the authenticity uh, of the way that you have those conversations, you know, and the way that you're actually reaching out to, uh, to those founders and holding those demos uh, or those prospective customers rather. And, and, just being honest and transparent, you know, I think there's there's a lot that that can be said uh, around the authenticity, and I think that's something that that bleeds through and, and makes people be more willing to work with you just because of the level of trust that you're you're able to build uh, from the very very beginning. So that's uh, that's great. You touched on something else uh, as well that I've got to ask this question um, around <laughs> around ICPs, the the ideal customer profiles, and. You know, a lot of people listening may be saying, hold on a second, you know, ICP definition is really a function of marketing. You know, what, what are your thoughts around that um, and the amount of involvement that, that the sales team or the, the, you know, sales leaders should have regarding that process? Man, that's, that's one of the, one of, one of my, it's the eighth wonder of the world for me is why um, every organization seems like marketing hates sales, sales hates marketing. Uh, it's just counterproductive. I mean, uh, uh, you and I have had discussions about this. Like, I don't even know why there can't just be one yeah. department. <laughs> that, it, it just comes down. It's almost like it's been been that way for so long that if you're in marketing, you know you have to hate the people that are in sales, and if you're in sales, you have to. But it's negative for the business. It doesn't get anything accomplished. Um, like I said, it, it seems like every organization I've worked for has fallen victim to that. And you know. Looking from the sidelines, I know it's costing that business. Oh, absolutely. Money, right. <clears throat> Communication is key in any relationship. Um, you know, so if there's any of that animosity or anything like that, you're not really going to be thinking about the things you need. You're going to be thinking about like defending yourself instead of how are we going to make this problem fix, you know, fix this problem or, um, you know, what's our next move here with marketing? I think uh, sales and marketing, and, and we we live by this in, in the companies, you know, that we run and, um, there should be no separation. The communication should be wide open, uh, you know, and that's that's what I that's how I feel for sure. Um, it just it just baffles me. I don't know if I even answered your initial question, but um, yeah, sales sales and marketing. Uh, if if you are one of those uh, people that you know are in that situation and you know like you feel like you can't speak up, um, I, I would suggest you speaking up. You know, I mean, I remember being an entry level salesperson. And I knew several things that could change the business because I was on the front lines. Um, I communicated that to upper management, to the marketing team, and it got ignored. And that's why I love that I've been through that track is because as a, as a CEO or as a VP of sales, um, I, I, not only did I learn a lot uh, grow, like growing in the SaaS industry, but I learned what not to do and what negatively affects yeah. businesses. Um, and that's one of the biggest things. Yeah, that, I think you- and it's something so simple yeah. too. It's like why, yeah, why would you let that hold you back from making more revenue? You know, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you you absolutely right. I mean, it it has to be collaborative in nature. It has to be symbiotic. Um, you know, breaking down those barriers of communication is extremely essential, especially in in growing and achieving scale uh, within your business. Um, so so once you have nailed your ICP, what's what's the next step then? I mean, where what what are the next activities? What are the next actions? What do you do next? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in that stage now. So, you know, we we basically have nailed down, uh, you know, ICP. And now we're looking at, you know, um, marketing, right? We, we, we How we want to market it and, and how we want to build out our team, really. Um, and, you know, in a startup like like LinkBridge right now, it's really there's no formula out there. Um, and so it's, it's you got to be kind of work on your toes, be able to adjust, um, you know, because like right now I'm doing the demos. But if we make a marketing decision next week and we get 500 leads, well, that's not going to be I can't do 500 demos in a month. So or I can, but I don't want to. Um, but I will. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we're looking at building out a team. Um, and that's something that, you know, is is any advice that I would give to anybody out there that's building out a team or in that step right now is be patient. Um, don't, you know, uh, interview three people and just get excited because most of that excitement might be tied to the fact that, you know, your business is about to take off. You just want it to get going. Right. And I've been, you know, I've, I've made that mistake in the past as well. Um, yeah, we're looking at building our team. Um, like we're looking at, you know, do we need SDR or BDR? You know, how many sales associates we're going to need? Um, and like I said, in, in a startup, it's going to be, you know, it might be on Wednesday next week, we, we get this many leads and I say, okay, we need to hire somebody for the next two weeks. And that's where it gets tricky. Um, so stick to your guns on the, on the be impatient thing. It's, it's better to lose a couple clients that you might've gotten um, rather than to spend six figures on a new hire. Uh, that's not going to work out in six months. So uh, I'm sure people, anybody that knows me has listened to this, uh, me saying be patient. They're like, they're probably saying like, is that really what you're saying right now? Because that's like totally against like uh, my normal mindset. But um, yeah, it's hard to do. But yeah, we're building out a sales team, being patient, looking at you know, look at the data really, um, and and not just listen to the customers, but act on sure. what they say. Uh, just because you have all this great information, if you don't do anything with it, uh, it and as you're, you're interviewing those uh, you know potential. Uh, employees. I mean, what are you looking for? I mean, what are, what are kind of the the traits that you're looking for, especially as you're you're lean and you're you're you know kind of nascent uh, as a company and and hungry. Are you looking for people that kind of match that yeah. energy or specific yeah. skill sets? Yeah, I mean, uh, they have to have a college degree. Yes, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, I mean, really, I'm looking. For, I'm looking for hustlers. I'm looking for people that have drive. Um, you know, I, I want people that want to be a part of a team. Want to be a part of something special. Uh, you know, it's, you know, I, I grew up playing sports my whole life and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a great motivator. I feel like I just need people that, to want to motivate themselves as well. And if we work together, like we can get great mm-hmm. things happening. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not really, I'm probably the opposite of what recruiters <laughs> will be looking for. Um, I'm more of a, you know, gut feeling. Um, and I'm not saying that this, this is like advice for people, but I mean, I, I would say trust your gut on people. Uh, you can have someone that's highly qualified and, you know, Harvard grads, stuff like that. And somebody that's not, um, trust your gut. If you think the person's going to work out, um, or someone's going to work hard for you and be like, you know, trustworthy and stuff like that. So I'm not looking at the you know, normal data that most people would, uh, I, I'm more outside the box when yeah. it comes to that. Um, so, you know, I'm looking for people that are motivated, uh, hustlers, you know, they can have some sales experience, but I mean, if, if they're hard workers, we can, we can motivate you and teach you, how, you know, teach you what you need to do. Um, so yeah, just looking for team players. Absolutely. really. Yeah. And I think that's so important is people that understand the vision and, and are willing to help be part of something meaningful. Um, I think you absolutely yep. nailed, nailed that right on the head. My, my thoughts are the same. What, um, you know, once you've, once you've started onboarding, you know, all of those new hires, you know, how do you, 
how do you look at setting the initial performance goals, you know, for, for the individuals and for the teams, um, especially when your product is just starting out? Because obviously there's a lot of unknowns with a, with a startup. Um, and then how do you kind of structure your compensation plan just to make sure that you're att attracting the, the right types of talent or the right people? Yeah, I mean, I'm big on rewards, um, you know, for, for hard work, uh, for closing deals. Um, what was the, the first part of the question? Um, as I'm onboarding them, I mean, really, uh, we're just trying to motivate and educate our, our you know, our employees um, so that if any question comes up, they can answer it sure. with confidence. Um, you know, and, and for the for the second part, <clears throat> I'm sorry, what was the yeah, second so part? Again? As far as setting goals, you know, so so you bring people on board. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Setting goals. Sorry. So, I mean, like, like I said, anybody listening, this is a startup. So, um, you know, this isn't the most, uh, you know, to the book stuff. Um, but right now, I mean, what, what I do to motivate uh, the two people that are, you know, po that they're working for us already that could possibly, you know, be be with us full time um, is, you know, we just want to improve every every week. And so, you know, I know eventually it's going to run out. Like, you, you know, I've been a part of uh, organizations that, you know, your commission every time you every time you crush your commission, it gets jumped. You know, your your goals get jumped and then pretty soon it's like unattainable. Um, but we're just looking at improvement. Right. Um, same thing. I, I, I do a lot of sports references. Um, you know, if, if you're the same this week and I, I watch your video and you're, you haven't you know, picked up on any of the, the things we've said to improve on, um, you know, that that's an issue. Right. I, I'm not asking you to be the best salesperson in the world and sell a million, you know, a million uh, subscriptions in your first week. But hey, let's in the second week, let's be better than the first week. The third week, let's improve. And then after about six months, we look at the numbers and we say, okay, we did this many numbers. You know, we do this revenue in six months. You were starting out, you're brand new, you're way better. Look at the video, look at the proof, uh, motivate them on that, and then come up with a number uh, to, to improve on the six month plan. So they're kind of looking big, big picture, small picture. Um, as far as compensation, um, you know, that's something we want to be very open about. Um, once again, learning from other past experiences where I get my commission check and I'm like, I don't think that's right. Like that's the word, you know, as a salesperson, that's like, that's like the worst thing that could ever happen to you. And you automatically lose trust in the organization and people are there leading you if they can't even pay you correctly. So we like to be wide open and tell them exactly what they're gonna make in the beginning. Um, but one thing that I do is, um, you know, unannounced, um, like surprise gifts for my salespeople, like, you know, if you're doing, even if they're doing, sometimes it's because they're struggling sure. a little bit, right? Um, maybe it's like a $500 uh, bonus, just saying, hey, look, you've been work, working real hard. Um, you know, keep it up, um, keep them motivated. Or if obviously they're crushing it, uh, we like to, you know, you and I, we love doing yeah, the, the Dom Perignon, uh, uh, random Dom Perignon bottle with some, some hundred dollar bills in it. Um, little things like that. Um, and I like to do them often. So, uh, you know, when you have, you and I both running companies, and it's, it's sometimes, you know, you run out of time to do the little things, let people know that they're appreciated. I try to make sure that that's at least once a month that I, that I tell everybody on the, on the team and it, whether it's verbally or they're sending them a gift or something like that. Um, you know, because we're grateful for these people that are, you know, basically spending their time and helping us build these businesses. And we don't just say that. I want to mm -hmm. make sure that they feel that. Uh, so I think that's very important. And like I said <laughs> before, I mean, I don't care if we grow to a hundred million, I'm going to know, you know, and that's like the old school, you know, mindset too, where like they would know everybody's name, their children's name. Like, I feel like that doesn't do exist it. anymore um, in these large organizations. Um, so that's kind of like how I like to operate with, you know, it's, it's basically a family when you're working for us. 
Um, and we don't just say that. We, we really mean it. And we, sh- we show that in our oh, employees. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know the, the names of, of all my employees and, and most their kids and spouses <laughs> and, and everything else. And I, th- I think you're right. I think that's, that's yeah. such an Im- important aspect of, of being a good leader is just taking the time to, to care and to actually know who your employees are, right? Who are the people that are building your company and, and what do they value? That way you can get the most out of it. Yeah. And on that, on that same, yeah. And on that same point, I mean, when, and like I, I hear, I see, I've been through a million sales trainings and it's like, uh, you know, you got to want to help yeah. your customer. Right. Um, and it's like, you know, you know, don't sell somebody a product they don't need just because you're a good salesperson. Right. Like, like you really have to live that. I live that on the sales side as well. Um, you don't just want to help people. You have to genuinely want to help them. And it really makes it easy. I mean, I just tell this to all our salespeople. It makes it easy when you get the when you get on a Zoom meeting and you're you're going to sell them a product that can change their business or change you know help them get more sales, if you genuinely are on that meeting just to make sure that they do better, um, you can throw all the other stuff out out the window, right? The product's good, anything like that. It's like you don't have to be a salesman at that point. It's like what can, how can I help you? Let me show you how this can help you, um, and not just going through the the words that you learn on a sales training, mm-hmm. but actually feeling it, right? Like being genuine about helping people. Um, sales becomes very yeah, easy. Absolutely. To do just internalizing it and, and shifting from, from, you know, the role of salesperson to, to hero in a lot of cases, right. Or advocate or, or a consultant for their business. And I, I think you're right. I think people see right, right. through the, the sleazy salesman, especially nowadays. And, uh, so, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, th- I think it's refreshing when they, they come in contact with people that, that do have that attitude and kind of that outlook or perspective, um, on just being able to, to serve. So I know you yeah. mentioned a couple of times throughout the interview earlier, but um, tell me a little bit about LinkBridge and, and kind of the journey there. You know, who who are the customers um, and then what's what's the benefit that they're they're getting from your product? Yeah. So LinkBridge, there's, there's a lot of companies out there that help you with your LinkedIn. Um, you know, as soon as I had the VP of sales, when I you know, changed from BombBomb and you hired me as VP of sales, uh, I got, you know, 10 automated messages on LinkedIn every day. Um, you know, sometimes there was like misspelled, you know, it's like, uh, my, the wrong person name, stuff like that. So, you know, there's a lot of automated systems out there. <clears throat> Everybody knows it. It's no surprise. So, um, we basically have a, a great software that automates all that, that everybody knows that stuff exists. But what we also, uh, combine it with is, is real life training and profile optimization, right? So we want to make sure that, uh, your profile, uh, with the algorithm LinkedIn, People are going to see you more. Um, you know, your posts are going to go up more. People are going to see you on other people's posts. Um, and so we basically uh, get your profile right. Um, and then we train you how to not be that person that just puts the software on LinkedIn, pushes start, and lets it spam people, right? Uh, anybody can do that. Uh, so it's not really hard to stand out uh, I mean, by, by doing something a little bit different. Um, it comes back to me being in, in, in entry-level sales. I was on LinkedIn three or four hours a day when I was working for BombBomb. Prospecting, I was typing everything out. I was sending the connection requests. Uh, so, I, you know, I know I spent a lot of time doing that and so did our SDRs and BDRs. Um, so the technology side gives you hours in the day back. The training side shows you how to not just use it and get lazy and not be personal. We add the video aspect to it. Um, you know, with the automation, we teach you, you know, everybody knows it's pretty automated, so instead of trying to trick people, how about just be open about it? Uh, it still allows you to touch 500 people today rather than, you know, you don't have not, that time on your clock. 
Um, so it, it allows you to expand your productivity extensively, but in the right way. Um, and so, you know, we're seeing amazing results from the training we've done with people, um, you know, for a lot of, a lot of clients right now that are you know, unfortunately having to cut a lot of costs and, um, you know, basically cut employees, uh, you know, with, with the LinkBridge software, even we have a fully, a fully managed system where, you know, instead of having five BDRs or SDRs, you can buy LinkBridge, we can run it for you and we can send those meetings to your calendars instead of having to pay five people a salary. You know, we're not, um, we're not going in and saying, Hey, fire these people and use this. But for people that are running low on cash, still have to pr- get leads right now. Um, you know, there's a, a recession in, in, in the midst of things. And there's a bunch of, uh, especially in SaaS, a lot of layoffs going on. Um, it's just an alternative, uh, you know, to maybe get them by uh, during some tough times um, for the individual or entrepreneur. Um, it just, it really allows you to, you know, multiply yourself um, and your, your, your outreach and your message uh, saves you time where, you know, you can concentrate on the deals that are already in your pipeline, nourish them, baby them a little bit more because you're not having to spend two hours reaching out to try to find new business. Um, really cool. And you can, you can also, you know, it's important to post on LinkedIn, but I'm sure everybody that's watching this has had those times where like, Oh, I haven't posted on LinkedIn this week. Right. Uh, you can also schedule your posting on LinkedIn. <clears throat> and one of the costs, uh, you know, beneficial things is, um, a lot of the automated systems out there, uh, you have to have, um, you know, you have to have LinkedIn premium or some form of paid uh, LinkedIn. Uh, we wanted to make sure that our software could work with the free LinkedIn. So, you know, if you're a business that only has three employees and you don't have $99 to pay to LinkedIn plus what it costs for LinkBridge, uh, you can have just the free basic LinkedIn, connect our software, and it, it really just gives you like a, a an engine, a, a revenue driving engine um, that's, you know, saving you time uh, and, you know, help, helping you get yeah. the word out. Or get absolutely. Your and I, well. I absolutely love LinkedIn because I, I think, you know, in the beginning, people didn't really know how to use it or, or, you know, what's the benefit. At first, it was just, OK, here's another social platform that, you know, maybe I've got to keep up with. But it, it's really evolved. And I think, you know, some of the, the foundational reasons for that is there's never been another platform that you can target people so specifically. Right. Uh, in terms of, of business. So yeah. before you had a lot of guesswork around who the buyer personas were at these different companies. And now you're able to go through and look at them by title. You're able to see the size of the company based on the employee headcount. You're able to, to deduce a lot of other information, you know, kind of based on what's available on LinkedIn. So you can get hyper targeted in terms of, of your search and your outreach and then sending those sequences. Um one of the things I do hate, and I, I think this is something that, that you do really well, and, and I think this is why the, the training aspect of, of how to use the tool is so important, right, is I get so bogged down with a lot of the, the automated messages, and they're, they're all the same, right? You know, I, I hate it when people um, come straight at me with a cold offer. You know, I understand that, that there's people that uh, they're just focused on, on people that have are, are high intent buyers, right? And that somebody with high intent sees that and they're already looking yep. for a solution, then sure it works. But I think what's what's valuable about the way that you teach uh, people to use the software is it's more of a, a natural conversation starter, right? The goal is to, to get a response and actually quickly build a relationship. And, and what you end up being able to accomplish is building relationships at scale, right? And then you're able to take kind of, of your background and personality, and you touched on this a lot earlier, of, of actually 
trying to determine if there is a need before you hit them with the offer. And um, the people that I think do that, which I rarely see, those are the ones that immediately catch my eye. You know, the people that are, are just genuine and authentic right. uh, in their outreach versus, you know, here's a message from 18 people all saying, buy my product, buy my product, buy my product, right? Um, <laughs> and so, so yeah. can you give us any kind of, of tips or, or tricks, you know, whether or not they're using LinkBridge just on LinkedIn in terms of how to get better connection and, and response rates uh, out of your campaigns. Yeah, for uh, twenty nine ninety nine a month, I could give you all that information. Yeah, I mean, I always, I mean, it sounds funny, but I was just like, keep it real. I mean, the easiest way to stand out is to just be yourself and keep it real. And, and, and you know, that that's sad, but... I always say, like I get, I get, I, like you said, I get a, a good email, uh, marketing or sales email every once in a while, and I go, why yeah. can't they all just be like this? Because you know, and I and I look at every email because you know I don't want to miss, you know, something. I always think I'm, I don't, you know, if someone has something to offer, I want to at least look at it, right? Um, but you know, the ones that are people are keeping. I, I had one, I think last month that said, uh, Patrick, um, we talked six months ago. Not gonna lie, it's the end of the quarter. And I'm not having that quota yet. And I said, schedule 15 minutes on my calendar. Let's let's talk. You know, like it was a, it was obviously a product that we had some interest in. Um, but I'm going to respond to that, which is like some people are like, oh, that's not professional. Like, yeah. I don't want it to be professional. I want it to be real. Um, and so that that's my my, my best advice. Uh, consistency as well on LinkedIn. Um, you know, it's hard. We just, I just touched on that to remember. I, I set a reminder on my calendar every day. Post on LinkedIn, so it, it bugs me until I do. Um, Obviously, if you have uh, a technology like Link, Link Bridge, um, you can you know get in at the beginning of the month and get schedule rid of that month, reminder on your calendar. Blessing for me. <laughs> yeah, right. no, I can't forget. So, um, yeah, so I mean, consistency and just keeping it real, and, and that's the thing. Like, like I said, I like to keep it simple, um, and it, it's worked for us. And, and when people reach out to me in that way, um, I'm awesome. more apt to respond as well. I think that's some great advice for anyone listening. Hopefully, they caught. Oh, and no politics, uh, no uh, anything like that. Uh, I feel like LinkedIn's been like overrun by that. I'll tell you now, like uh, I've talked to, I mean, I'm in a couple um, networking groups and a couple mastermind groups with CEOs, CFOs, and like uh, we don't like nobody cares what your opinion is. Uh, like we're not going to pick one side or the other. Um, like LinkedIn on LinkedIn, if we see all that kind of mess going on, it's like it just throws up some red flags as far as you know what are you really focused on? Are you focused on business or are you focused on, yeah. you know, just arguing with people and stuff like that. Uh, so I would try to uh, stay away from that as much as possible. Um, Good advice. Stay consistent. Good advice. You, ne you never know yeah. who uh, <laughs> who's on the other end of the, the hiring calls and what their thoughts are. But uh, if you put out there what you're thinking, then, you know, you yeah. could lose a lot of opportunities. Um, you know, as we're kind of wrapping up, any other pro tips or, or lessons that you learned the hard way that you can leave you know, our listeners with around, you know, just starting to build that, uh, their first sales team? Yeah. Uh, basically, hard work is never, hard work's undefeated, right? Uh, and so if you're building your sales team, um, you know, you have to put extra hours in. It feels like you're just running in circles. Um, if you're doing the right things and, and doing them consistently, it's always going to pay off. Um, there's a, another trend that's going around where it's like, you know, do you have a, a work-life balance? Um, well, not if you're starting a company and hiring a company. Um, 
uh, I think that's terrible advice. Uh, it's okay to be uh, overrun with business and, and, and work, in my opinion, uh, for a short period of time if you're trying to build something great. Um, so, you know, when it comes to that, I mean, I just say hard work and, and determination um, still works. You know, instead of trying to find the easiest way or the best new way to do it, um, you know, get back to the roots of hard work um, and that will always pay off. It'll all, the, the chips always fall in your favor if you're working hard um, and doing the right things. And, and like I said in the beginning, like genuinely not just saying it, oh, I want to I, I help you, but genuinely everybody, you look, look across the table and look in their eyes like, how can I make this person's business better, our life better? With, 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 I really appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much for, yeah. for joining today. Um, just before we go, for anyone that wants to connect with you or, or learn more about LinkBridge, what's the best way to get in touch? Where can they find you? Yeah, you can, you can reach me at, um, at mick at sasspartners.io. Uh, you can uh, jump on getlinkbridge.com. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. Send me a quick message if you want to check it out. I'll just jump on a Zoom meeting with you and show you what it, what it, uh, what it does. Um, if, if anybody's listening to this and is interested, uh, we'll go ahead and throw in a discount if you, if you, if you mention uh, this podcast because uh, we're really just in the beginning stages. And, and we, we, the more users we get, the more data we have. And so we could, you know, as we grow and grow and grow, we're looking at what works and what doesn't work. And so as we get more customers, um, you know, we're able to narrow down and, and see what, what's actually working in the market. So um, the more data, the better. So, you know, we're, we're uh, a startup and uh, willing to give you a discount if you want to check it out. Uh, well, yeah, getlinkbridge.com or, or just you can hit me up on LinkedIn. Awesome. And for anyone out there that's listening that wants to check it out, uh, guaranteed to grow is the promo code and get you a, a discount on the, the product so you can check it out. Uh, thanks so much for, for taking the time again to, to join us today. Um, just as we wrap up, you know, the three items that we really focused a lot on are, are building your first sales team, building repeatable processes, um, and understanding the, the value of authenticity. Uh, within your business and the way that you interact with your clients. So as always, uh, thanks for tuning in. Make sure that you like, comment, subscribe, and share with other entrepreneurs that are, are working on building their business. Hopefully they'll get the same amount of value that they did. Until next week, see you later. Thanks, Pat. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen in on today's episode. I had a blast recording it for you, and I hope that you found some really great takeaways. 